This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Disappointed. You know, I've come to the conclusion that uh, Don Lemon is not the only moron at CNN who's ever calling the shots is even dumber. They had the chance, I would say, to have their biggest audience in I don't know how long, months and months, at least since they put this new Don Lemon featured show on in the morning. Uh, first thing I did, got up this morning, put on CNN. I can't say I've ever said that before. And there's no Don Lemon. He's been uh, relieved of duties, at least for a day. Poppy Harlow was at the NBA All-Star Game interviewing the the WNBA commissioner. And I'm going, what is wrong with these people? I mean, I'm no TV producer expert, but they had the chance to, to get lightning in a bottle here, have a day of real tension, which is good TV, and they passed because that idiot host Don Lemon said perhaps the single dumbest thing in TV history we're going to get to it we're going to play it and 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 mock it and laugh at it and and wonder speculate about Don's future because he has a he has a problem here lots of times when people say dumb things on TV or radio and get in some kind of trouble there's a grain of truth to it there's some way somehow that some people can defend it in this case, it's indefensible. It's just so stupid at uh, every level. It's just such classic Don Lemon. I don't think Don is going to recover from this. That's how bad it is. A gay black guy is going to lose his job because of what he said live on the air. In that. And, it's, and the best part of it is the stunned reaction from his two partners, his two co-hosts, who just look at him in awe marveling at how dumb he is and wondering why they are stuck with him. I uh, we will get to the whole thing. The reaction from lots of people to this, he is going to become a punchline at least for the next few months. I will, I'm going to say this, this is how bad it is. I'm going to predict that even Saturday night live, which generally stays away from criticizing any good liberal there, anyone on their team, they're, they're off the hook usually, but this is so bad, so egregious, so mockable that even they will have to do it. They can't just leave this to, to Greg Gutfeld. They got to do it. Uh, you know what else they have to do? And, and I want to start with this. They have to mock Joe Biden. They must mock Joe Biden. This, I, 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 I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I've read so much about this. Just trying to get my mind around it. What he said, what he did over the last week and what he said yesterday is just stunning. It's just, and I know we say this all the time, but if Donald Trump ever did this or anybody, George Bush ever did this, it would be the biggest story. It would be an impeachable offense. That's what they would be debating now on, on you know, MSNBC and at the New York Times. Is this impeachable? The Congress, if it were controlled by Democrats would be talking, would be, would be uh, assembling their um, impeachment committee as we speak. Just to review, and, and I know we've talked uh, plenty about the balloons, the spy balloon that he let traverse the country and gather as much intelligence as it could and then shot it down over South Carolina when the pressure got too much. So after that, he had to do something to save face. So he scrambled F-22s. He shot at least four $450,000 Sidewinder missiles at objects, which turned out to be 
and he even admits it, recreational. Uh, we'll give you the details on at least one of these balloons, and it's beyond parody what he did to save face. Um, and he admitted it, and he said it like it was some kind of show of force, like, look at me. I'm not going to stand for this. After shooting down a balloon from a hobby club, but I, 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 do have to, I do have to give you the bright side first. It could have been much worse. Let's not forget the last time he, he ordered a missile strike to save face. This was perhaps the most egregious thing he did, the most impeachable thing he's done since he's been in office, and there's been a lot. But as a reminder, um, and as uh, uh, during our disastrous withdrawal from uh, Afghanistan a year and a half ago, uh, we know a terrorist uh, blew up, murdered 13 soldiers and Marines uh, because of this hasty withdrawal Biden uh, ordered. He left these people, these poor soldiers, these poor Marines vulnerable. They got murdered by an Islamic terrorist. And uh, Joe Biden wanted uh, to save face after that. So what did he do? He fired a, a, a missile, a drone strike at a family of, of a group of people, 10 people, a family, seven children. He killed seven children, and a year and a half later, he's never discussed it. He's never answered for it. Just remarkable. He did that because he looked so bad during that withdrawal because he got 13 service people killed. I guess we should look at the bright side. At least he didn't kill those kids in the hobby club in the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Club. He just took out their balloon. But that's, you know, that's the mockable part. The most amazing part is he admits in this press conference yesterday, while stiffly uh, reading a, a script, so it was written for him, he says, we, di we didn't know what they were. We still aren't sure, sure what they were. I had to, I mean, I honestly had to stop and, and, and read this twice. So you order a missile strike to take out an unidentified flying object and you don't know what it is? I asked this to, uh, to all the hunters out there. Do you ever shoot something when you don't know what it is? Has, how about, how about our, our veterans who are listening? Do you ever shoot something and then figure out later what it is? I mean, that's just, that, that's just the, the cardinal rule. I mean, you don't, if you're, you're hunting, you don't say, oh, look, I'll shoot. I'll figure out later after I kill it what it is. Oh, it's a golden retriever. Hey, whatever, you know, uh, I'll do whatever it takes to protect my property. He actually boasted after shooting down a hobby balloon that he will do whatever it takes to keep the United, the people uh, of this country safe. I'm sorry, that's not how you show strength by shooting down a hobby balloon uh, and, and admitting you didn't know what it was? How is this not, I mean, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say the biggest scandal of his, of his time in office because there's been so very many. It's almost like one a day from this corrupt, inept administration. But your president just admitted that he scrambled fighter jets, that he ordered a hit with, with Sidewinder missiles on something without knowing what it is. What if 
What if it was a manned aircraft? What if it was a what if it was a balloon with the gondola under it and a bunch of kids in it? Would he have ordered, ordered the hit on that and then said, "Gee, I will do whatever it takes to keep you safe." Ah, it's it's just amazing the ineptitude, the 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 carelessness, the recklessness, and then the lack of self awareness. You don't come before the country and say and and boast and and look for credit for shooting down a balloon owned by the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade. <laughs> uh, this this is stunning yeah. in so many ways, and it's just amazing. I mean, I mean, honest to God, I understand the media is in the tank for this man. They will do whatever it takes to prop up and protect this man. But listen to what he said. I'll, I'll play it one second. Let me just give you the... Uh, the quick rundown, this is from a Newsmax. A balloon shot down on February 11th over Canada's Yukon Territory is believed to have belonged to an Illinois-based hobbyist club, the Aviation Week Network reported. The Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade declared Wednesday that their silver-coated balloon is, quote, missing in action, and its last reporting position was at three, uh, 38,910 feet Friday off the coast of Alaska. Um, they go into detail, Pico balloons measure things like humidity, pressure, temperature before relaying the information through antennas. Hobbyists use ham radios to obtain uh, weather data from these balloons. And there's a picture, we got a, a picture from uh, uh, Aviation Week of the people in the group, some kids, some adults, nerds with their balloons and they're, they're hanging in their meeting and this is what they do. It's like a, a bunch of nerds, a bunch of Boy Scouts. They're into uh, amateur uh, weather ballooning. And they are literally called the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade. Their balloons cost between $12 and $180 each. $12. A $12 balloon was shot down with a $450,000 missile. And the best part? They missed once. <laughs> I, got, I got some questions about that. You got a pilot in an F-22 with a Sidewinder missile, and he missed the Pico balloon from the kids in the hobby club in Northern Illinois. How is this not, you know, headlines everywhere? This is incredible. We don't know what it is, but we're going to show the people that we mean business. We're going to take it out. Oh, and then stand up before the country and look for credit and act as if this shows you mean business. You know why we've never heard of something like this happening before? Cause it never has. Cause this, in this unprecedented, uh, un inept, uh, administration is just setting new, new <laughs> records for, for just comically, inept behavior. This is a remarkable at, at so many levels, but let's, let's get to him finally talking about it. I mean, he, he went 10 days, 12 days, whatever it is, without saying a word after shooting down the Chinese surveillance balloon. And then in three successive days, shot down three unidentified flying object, none of which belonged to the Chinese, the Russians, anybody else. It was just hobbies, recreation, weather, the people checking the weather. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't think they thought it was some threat. They knew. They might not have known what it was. 
but they knew it wasn't Chinese and they knew it wasn't some hostile power. He took them out anyway. He shot down balloons, $12 balloons, uh, just to show people that he was, uh, I don't know, manly, macho, that he wasn't going to take it anymore. This is, this is just incredible. But let's get, to, let's get to Joe Biden's explanation, because as usual, he just makes things worse when he steps before the cameras and attempts to read the script that somebody wrote for him. Do we have him uh, uh, explaining that uh, he didn't really know what they were, but he thinks they're just recreational? Uh, I know he didn't take questions because people had the somebody had the audacity to ask about his family's ties to China and is he compromised? So he walked off like the coward that he is and did not take questions from the American people. But wouldn't that be the first question? Isn't that the question of the day? Excuse me, sir. You just said you didn't know what they were. Do we all? Do we often shoot things with sidewinder missiles when we don't know what they are? What's the answer to that? What, I mean, and on top of that, he said he wanted to shoot down the uh, the Chinese balloon on Wednesday, I believe, when it was in the middle of the country, and the generals overruled him. That buffoon, uh, Mark Milley, said, "No, we're going to wait." And Joe said, "Okay, your call." So are we to believe that this was his call to shoot down the uh, $12 uh, Pico balloon? Uh, (laughs) If it is, uh, who's telling him? Who's advising him? Who supported this? How many people pushed back and said, sorry, this is just some kids with with a little art project. Uh, It does not require a Sidewinder missile, but he did it anyway. Let's listen to this uh, incoherent explanation from this incoherent commander in chief. Go ahead. All we know and all we learn. And uh, I expect to be speaking with President Xi. And I hope we have, we're going to get to the bottom of this. But I make no apologies for taking down that balloon. Thank you very much. Sir, there's been criticism. There's been criticism that this was. There's been criticism that this. Sir, Mr. President, Mr. President, there has been criticism. Mr. President, there has been criticism that this was. He thinks it's funny. I'm I'm, going to say this is not. This is not the most arrogant, outrageous, infuriating thing he said in the last two days. We're going to get to his. comments about the movie till which was uh, screened at the white house but do we have them? i want to get him saying flat out saying we're not sure what they are because i want i want to know i mean maybe someone on the comment line maybe maybe i'll find something i want to know if you're ever supposed to shoot something when you don't know what it is what's worse if he says yeah we knew it was a weather balloon from some private club or we didn't know what it was what is worse Admitting you shot down something or admitting you shot down some toy from some bunch of kids who are weather geeks. <laughs> either way, <laughs> unless I'm missing something, either way, it's incredible abuse of power, misuse of the force of the American U- the U.S. military. <laughs> Just for, I, I guess he thought it would be a PR win for a day. Maybe... Maybe he wants to distract from from uh, East Palestine or distract from all the uh, classified documents he's stolen. But what's worse, 
Yeah, we knew it was just some harmless weather balloon or we didn't know what it was. I, I hope they knew that it was unmanned. <laughs> do, do we think they had, and, and I hope they knew where the sidewinders were going to land. Weren't we very concerned about debris hitting people when it was floating over Alaska and floating over uh, Montana, the big Chinese spy balloon? What about this? Were we not concerned where the sidewinders were going to land? Where, where the debris from the $12 hobby balloon was going to land? I mean, there's so many questions, but as usual, the gutless president refused to answer any of them because he got a little snippy. Someone wanted to know about his family's ties to China, which is, it is amazing when you see him actually get asked a real question or uh, someone actually do a little real journalism. He can't take it. He can't handle it. But uh, do we have, do we have him saying, you know, we're still not sure. I think it's a, I think it's a stunning admission and, and it's not surprising because he's generally in the dark. He's generally confused, but this is on the script. This is on the teleprompter. They wrote this. They admit this. We don't know what it was. Our military and the Canadian military are seeking to recover the debris so we can learn more about these three objects. Our intelligence community is still assessing all three incidences. They're reporting to me daily and will continue their urgent efforts to do so, and I will communicate that to the Congress. We don't yet know exactly what these three objects were, but nothing, <laughs> nothing right now suggests they were related to China's spy balloon program or that they were surveillance vehicles from other, any other country. The intelligence community's current assessment is that these three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies, recreation or research institutions studying weather or conducting other scientific research. Whoa, when I came up- wait, wait, question. You, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's me. I haven't heard a lot of outrage. Maybe it's just people are overwhelmed by the, just the incompetence of this administration, but he just admitted a, you pick, we didn't know what they were or they were recreational, privately owned recreational aircraft, air objects. <laughs> either way, either way, I, I think it calls for a congressional committee. I think it calls for articles of impeachment, but that's me. This is from Daryl Issa, representative uh, congressman from California last night. He tweets out, a military officer reached out to me tonight, quote, Biden's speech on the balloons was all lies. See, I think that's, and it's, it'll be tough to get people on the record or even off the record in the military, but don't you think the pilots, even the general, not general, not that hack Millie, but the, you know, what the officers who are on the chain of command here or the guy in the plane, you know, the pilots, the guy, what, aren't they saying, you want me to do what? Shoot down some $12 weather balloon from some kids in Illinois? Huh? A billion, 200, a trillion, 200 billion dollars. You want me to use an F-22 and a Sidewinder missile to take out a weather balloon over Lake Huron? Huh? I mean, they followed orders just like they did in Afghanistan when they took out seven children. They followed orders from this empty husk of a president. But it's Biden's war on the Boy Scouts. I'd love to. <laughs> honest to God, we're going to start shooting down like uh, civilian drones. I don't know, kites. Is Snoopy safe on Thanksgiving? I, don't think I mean, so. uh, this is just, and I, again, there's so much going on today. We have so much to get to, but I can't, I, I just am, uh, I am just stunned at, at what 
what he admitted to yesterday. I'm stunned at what we learned yesterday. They haven't recovered the debris. Is it even worth looking for the, the balloon from the kids in Illinois? So why are you even looking for that debris? I know it's hard to find it's the middle of Lake Huron or the middle of whatever, somewhere in Canada or Alaska. Well, what's the point? You know what it was. You know it wasn't Chinese. You know there's no surveillance capability. You know, you, you, Are you going to send the kids in Illinois the $12 you owe them? <laughs> mm. You owe them because you took, you used a $450,000 missile to take out their little toy balloon. <sighs> you know what? That was yesterday. Uh, should I say that was, yeah, that was yesterday. I believe this was, this was in the same day. I want to get to this because this is what got me fuming this morning. Uh, I didn't see it till this morning. I think this was last night. Yeah, because they posted a, uh, um, uh, they, they hosted a screening of the movie Till, the story of Emmett Till, the, the boy who was lynched for uh for whistling or whatever, allegedly oogling, ogling a, a, a white woman, a, a absolute scandal, uh, you know, an outrage, an atrocity, just uh, disgusting on every level. And they made a movie about it. And of course they screened it at the white house. And uh, this yesterday, Joe Biden talked about it. And normally, you know, it'd, it'd just be all whatever cliches. And I think he actually went off script. I'm looking at it right now. He seems to be looking around the room and not looking at tel the teleprompter. But this is the man, keep in mind, who promised to bring common, uh, big decency and respect and honor back to the White House. This is the man who said, who said over and over again in his speeches, in his State of the Union, he wants to unify, right? He wants to bring the country together. He's not the president of blue America or red, red America. He's the president of all America. That guy. Let's listen to what he had to say. Uh, uh, last night about the movie Till and uh, the way the way people reacted to the lynching back then and how people would mm, react today. It's it's just it's unbelievable. Watch. It was almost Listen. exactly one year ago that I signed a law more than a hundred years in the making. It's one of the great honors of my career, the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act, making lynching a federal hate crime. You know, folks, lynching <laughs> is pure terror, enforcing the lie that not everyone belongs in America and not everyone is created equal. Pure terror to systematically undermine hard-fought civil rights. Innocent men, women, children hung by a noose from trees, bodies burned, drowned, castrated. Their crimes, trying to vote trying to go to school, trying to own a business, trying to re preach the gospel, false, false accusations of murder, arson, robbery, lynched for simply being black, nothing more. With white crowds, white families <clears throat> gathered to celebrate the spectacle, taking pictures of the bodies and mailing them as postcards. Hard to believe, but that's what was done. And some people still want to do that. You know, as this film... Whoa, 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 whoa. Some people still want to do that. Celebrate with their families. Take pictures of a lynching of an innocent 14-year-old boy, 1955. Some people still want to do that? I mean, he knows some 
pretty nasty people. He was a good friend. He called Robert Byrd his mentor. So maybe he knows some people. He knows some pretty- Eulogized him. Uh, that's right. He eulogized him, called him his mentor. So maybe he knows some people. Uh, I don't know any people who want to celebrate lynching innocent people, innocent kids. <laughs> that is sick. And, and I, I think he went off script, even in his White House, even with the zealots and the extremists he's got working for him. You can't say that. Some people want to celebrate. They want to take pictures, have picnics outside lynchings. That couldn't have been thing. that couldn't have been written down. Right. I don't well, who knows. But there's such, there's such incompetent people There's such crazy zealots working for him. Uh, that maybe, but uh, it sounded like he was kind of winging it a little bit, but I, I cannot believe you would include that in the script that people today name three, Joe, how about that? Or we, maybe you lie again about Charlottesville and how uh, that motivated you to run because, uh, because Donald Trump said, you know, the white supremacists were, were fine people, which is a lie. And he knows it and he repeats it like all the lies. He just keeps repeating it. But I find that just amazing. I don't want to say offensive because I don't get offended, but that is just incredible. That That is the guy who wants to unify us and bring us all together. Some people still want to celebrate lynching. The whole lynching thing is just performance art. It was already illegal. Murder's illegal. There hasn't been a lynching in this country in like 40 years. It's not a pressing problem. It's not like, you know, East Palestine, which he doesn't talk about or appear at. Uh, should we get to, you know, let's get, let's get to that before we get, we got so much here. Before we get to Don Lemon, John Kerry, John Fetterman, Tiger Woods. We got so much on this Friday, Ironhead. Let me do, uh, no, let me, uh, let me do East Palestine. Let's do Buddha Judge because... It's a, a daily contest and who will be, who's the most corrupt, incompetent member of the Biden administration, the cabinet, you know, I'm have, starting to have some respect for, for Marty Walsh for the first time in my life, Marty Walsh, who got out while well, the first one to make it over the wall and escape the Biden sane asylum. He's uh, going to be the players association rep for the, uh, NHL sounds like a good gig. It certainly sounds like a better gig than working for Joe Biden. But, and you know, it's always going to be tough with Mayorkas overseeing the Southern invasion, working with the cartels on the, uh, on, on the Southern border. But Buttigieg, he, he's, he's better, uh, provides better comic relief. He is a clown. I mean, people said he had no experience. He didn't know nothing about transportation, but he was supposed to be really smart. You know, he, he went to, Oxford, I think, and he was a McKinsey consultant. He could be the dumbest smart person I've ever seen. He cares about nothing but racial divide. That's all he, that's, if it doesn't involve, if he can't use race, if he can't talk about inequity or equity or, or diversity or inclusion or whatever, he's not interested. I mean, he's, he's such a fraud. It's, it's breathtaking. You tell me, if you're the secretary of transportation, and by the way, he flies everywhere private. Why wouldn't you jump on a private jet? You could bring your husband and bring your staff and head to East Palestine just for the optics. Just go there, you know, wear a little uh, windbreaker and do what J.D. Vance did. Just go there. Maybe you assess the situation, hug a few people, appear empathetic. Why not do that? I mean, I said yesterday, I said, I've said it all week. 
He doesn't care because it's Trump country, because these are white working class people. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, uh, Pete Buttigieg do not care about white working class people. If the same thing happened in, 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 in Martha's Vineyard or San Francisco or Baltimore, Detroit, if they could use it, they would. They would be there on the ground. But I always say that about politicians. I, I don't think I'd be a very good politician, but I would show up. They don't have, I mean, Buttigieg, we know how unimportant his job is. He took, you know, four months off for maternity leave and no one even noticed he was gone. So they don't have a tough job. I mean, president does, but cabinet secretaries for the most part don't. Why not just go there and make it look good? And you wouldn't have all this criticism. But instead, he sits back arrogantly, doesn't say a word about it until yesterday or two days ago. And when he does talk, he says the single most tone deaf thing I think I've ever heard. He says, and, and we can play it. But he says, these things happen, essentially, these things happen all the time. Now, I want you to, uh, when you get a chance here, Iron Ed, I want you to put that stunning photograph, uh, I could send it to you, that uh, I don't know who took the picture, but it would, if it, if I'll, I'll put it this way, if there were a Republican in the White House, that's a good one from, uh, but there's another one from a distance of the, of the smoke going up and like the mushroom cloud over the whole city. I, uh, I'll find it. I got it. I tweeted, I tweeted out last night, but or retweeted it last night. It would win the Pulitzer. It would be on the front page of every newspaper. If there was a guy in the white house with an R next to his name, it seems like a stretch, but it's absolutely true. That would win the Pulitzer. It'd be on the front page of every newspaper. It would be on the front page of every website. It would be one of those iconic photographs that you never forget, but they are burying the story because Joe Biden's a Democrat and the people in East Palestine supported Donald Trump and their white working class people. And this administration doesn't give a shit about them. I'm sorry. The, the evidence is right in front of us. They're not talking about it. They're not going there. They're not doing anything. You saw when J.D. Vance went there. Look at that. I mean, that that's a town. If you're watching along, that's a town in Ohio. That is not Kiev. Hell, if it were Kiev, the, the, the administration would be sending them a hundred billion more. This, it's hard to, I mean, hard to even call, uh, make the list of, of the outrages from this friggin' administration today. This is from uh, Daily Caller. The Biden administration turned down Republican Ohio Governor Mike DeWine's request for federal disaster assistance after a train derailment in East Palestine caused several hazardous chemicals to be released into the air and the waterways. The federal FEMA said that Ohio is not eligible to receive assistance because the incident did not classify as a natural disaster. The rejection came two weeks after the Norfolk Southern train, which carried harmful chemicals, derailed and nearly 2,000 residents were evacuated before a controlled release of the fumes cast a large plume over the town. They were denied federal assistance. A reminder, quick reminder, uh, the illegal immigrants in uh, New York, for one example, were staying in a $500 a night hotel. They were trying to move them to a shelter that they set up that cost millions, that included big screen TVs and video games and culturally appropriate food. Um, 
they don't want to go there because they were really comfortable in the luxury hotel. Refugees who come into this country illegally get something like $2,000 a month. They get food, they get phones, they get everything. If the people in us in Palestine were illegal immigrants, they would get everything they need right now. They would get hotels and food and money, but they're not. So they're stuck in their homes wondering, the homes which are friggin' worthless now, most of these people, their whole lives are wrapped up in their homes, their land, and it's worthless. Because, uh, and, and by the way, Pete Buttigieg, he's buds with the uh, this guy Shaw, the CEO of uh, Norfolk Southern. They're buds. But let's let's uh, listen to uh, let's listen to Pete say this happens all the time. Go ahead. Uh, look, rail safety is something that uh, that has evolved a lot over the years, but there's clearly more that needs to be done because uh, while this uh, horrible situation has gotten a particularly high amount of attention, there are roughly 1,000 cases a year of a train derailing. This happened, uh, another hazardous train derailed yesterday. Nothing like this, though. I mean, you're right, there's derailments, but the re- this is not a big story because it's, it's a derailment. <laughs> yeah. You piece of crap. This is a big story because it had chemicals that are in the water that are killing the fish that are making kids sick. You arrogant, pompous SOB. God, he is repulsive. I, I'm telling you, he's got to go. He, you know, he was mentioned as a potential presidential candidate for 2024. He, he's, he's, that's over. That's over. He is just the worst. The worst. It happens. A thousand realm. How many of them include... <laughs> How many of them include in a, a, this apocalyptic mushroom cloud over a whole town? Huh? How many include the oil slicks and the streams and dead fish and dead chickens and sick kids? How many, Pete? You tell us. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you on maternity leave home again? Or are you available? <laughs> Why aren't you there? Get on your bike and head to East Palestine and pretend. Go through the motions. And by the way, where's Kamala? I understand Joe. He, he doesn't know what's going on, and he has to he has to stay in Washington and uh, fan the flames of racial division. But why not Kamala? Why not somebody in this administration show up in Palestine like JD Vance did, and and you know assure reassure some people, tell them they're there, tell them we care, but they don't because those aren't their people. Those aren't their voters. <sighs> All right. Let's move on. We got to get to, uh, I got to tell you what John Kerry's doing this week. And I don't know what you're doing this President's Day weekend, but we're going to tell John Kerry's, he's fighting for climate. I'll tell you where he's doing it. And we'll get to Tiger Woods, who had a great day yesterday. And I'm hoping he'll have a, a great weekend. And big shocker, stunning. John Fetterman's back in the hospital. Who could have seen this coming? John Fetterman's back in the hospital. Why didn't someone tell us he wasn't a healthy man? Why didn't someone tell us he wasn't fit to perform the duties of a U.S. senator? You know, we should try to rank the worst wives in the world. It's a tough one. I'll let you think about that. But first, are you looking to protect your money from Biden's America? Of course you are. Right now, you can get up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last just for taking action in today's uncertain times. That's exactly why I'm partnered with a great company, Gold Co., so you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, a 2020 company of the year with thousands of five-star reviews, and they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion 
in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. If you call them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half ounce silver coin. How cool is that? Don't pass this up. Not while companies are laying off workers by the tens of thousands in Chinese spy balloons are drifting over our country consequence free. Protect yourself from Biden's America and see if you're eligible for up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last call 855-735-3740 today. That's 855-735-3740. All right, uh, man, we got a lot to get to. We got to get to Don Lemon. Uh, let's do that. Let's do Don Lemon. It's, it's, it happened, you know, almost 24 hours ago. There was a firestorm. I saw it. I was, we finished our show yesterday. I'm online. I see it. And I just laugh out loud and say, Oh boy, Mm. he did. He step in it. This is remarkable. Not because what he said, but because he thought it was appropriate. I know that seems like one and the same, but there's things people think and they know they can't say and whatever this guy even if, I mean, even if he thought it, how dumb do you have to be to say it on live TV? How dumb do you have to be to say a 51-year-old woman has passed her prime? Where to begin on this? I, I, I guess we should play it. And I mean, I have, I have a whole list of things here. Oh, list. It's just, unfortunately, I don't think Don Lemon is going to survive. I don't think, I think we're not going to have Don Lemon to kick around for much longer. He's off the air this morning that some some woman who appears to be uh, Pastor Prime filling in for him. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Caitlin with Caitlin Collins, who's a kid. She's like in her 20s. And then Poppy Harlow was at the All-Star Game. So it's just two people. No Don Lemon. Uh, we got a story here from the New York Post saying the the boss uh, that Poppy Harlow after the segment walked off in a huff uh, uh, and the uh, the boss, what's his name? Chris Licht is not happy. This, this is on page one of the post. Of course, I didn't even check like the New York times. I'm sure they're burying it as this is their guy. Uh, Megan Kelly was so correct on this. <laughs> I know she hates him too. And it's good. I love angry Megan Kelly. Don Lemon's sexist rant about Nikki Haley Thursday turned the stomachs of his co-anchors and added to the pressure on CNN and boss Chris Licht to dump the acid ton host. A furious Poppy Harlow walked off the CNN This Morning set following a tense exchange with Lemon after he said the GOP presidential candidate was not in her prime. One of the sources said Harlow took a well-timed bathroom break and was followed to the bathroom with by uh, Caitlin Collins. The tense relationship among Lemon, uh, Collins, and Harlow has been smoldering for months. A CNN insider said the latest high-profile incidents may finally lead licked to squeezing out lemon from the morning gig. Uh, I, uh, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. Unfortunately, this is again, not just offensive and sexist, but it's just so stupid. It's just so, I mean, uh, think about it. He he says she's past her prime because essentially because her childbearing years are over, can't have babies. What does that have to do with being president? (laughs) And, this is, it's just, it's just I'm, I'm honest to God, it's, it's hard to discuss and debate because it's just so stupid. Uh, There's a guy who enthusiastically supports Joe Biden, a 80 year old dementia patient. who was enthusiastically supports Kamala Harris. Who's seven years older than Nikki Haley. This is a guy who enthusiastically supports Hillary Clinton, 
who is well past her prime and who's, he himself is five years older than Nikki Haley. And somehow he thinks it's relevant to say, Nikki Haley shouldn't talk about people who are past their prime because she can't have babies anymore. Do I have that right? That's what it seems like. I think you nailed it. Uh, Let's listen to Don Lemon. And by the way, he's so arrogant and unlikable. It's, I don't think anybody's going to feel bad for him. It's going to be fun watching him go down in flames. It is fun. Let's watch as he digs himself, is digs his own grave here on the set live yesterday morning. This whole talk about AIDS makes me uncomfortable. I think that, I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What are you that's talking about? Acor- that's not according to me. Prime for what? I, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll say, if you, look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s, and 40s. I don't necessarily. 40s. Oh, I got it. I'm not decade. saying I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that, you know, politicians aren't in their prime. you need to qualify. Are you talking about prime for like child caring or are you talking about prime for being president? the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home, when is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime and they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime according to Google Google or whatever it is. (laughs) What? What made him think that was a relevant, appropriate thing to say? Again, if she, if he said she's not in her prime because her best years cognitively are behind her, if she were, I don't know, 70, but what does childbearing have to do with being president? And again, he supported Kamala Harris. He supported Hillary Clinton. Why would you think that is right? It's just, this is legendary. They should hang this in the Louvre. This is so freaking stupid. So I just uh, took it upon myself to Google that, to just Did check. You? Uh, apparently a woman is in their considered in their prime from their late thirties, early forties, and can extend far into their fifties. So he's not even correct. Uh, it, I know. And uh, except if they want to have a baby, but why would you want, why does she have to have babies? She's a, she wants to be president. I think she introduced, and I'm not a big Nikki Haley fan. It's a good issue. We should be discussing it. We should not have any more 80-year-old presidents. We see the result of electing a dementia patient. It's not good. It's a really hard job. You are well past your prime, whether you're a man or a woman, when you're 80. 75 should be the age limit. We should discuss it, debate it, and, and pass a law. Uh, I don't know. Do you need a constitutional amendment? I don't care. It, 75 is too old, but, you know, uh, I'll settle for it. We can't have any more. We see what happens when the country's being run by people who aren't fit to drive a car. They would be forced to retire if they were delivering mail, and yet we give them the most important jobs. Uh, we see what happened with Diane Feinstein, apparently completely gone, has Alzheimer's and is gone. She's a sitting senator. Nancy Pelosi, 82, completely gone. Wasted. Chuck Grassley, uh, Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer. They're all too old, especially Joe Biden. We, we should discuss this. I know it's a sensitive subject, but I don't care how old they have to be to have babies. I want to know how old you have to be to have a sharp mind and the energy and the ability to do the job. That's a good topic. Nikki Haley should hammer away at that, especially because for her, it would disqualify Donald Trump, but uh, 
God, it's going to be a, I'm going to just tell you right now, I've been through this, not to this extent, but Donald, Don Lemon didn't sleep a wink last night. Don Lemon right now is sitting back in his silk robe, probably having a, having a cocktail, having a bloody and talking to his agent. And they're trying to figure out a way out of this. Here's his apology, which didn't help. Quote, the reference I made to a woman's prime this morning was inartful and irrelevant as colleagues and loved ones have pointed out. And I regretted a woman's age doesn't define her either personally or professionally. I have countless women in my life who prove that every day. I'm sorry, who told him to use the word inartful? Inartful? It's just inappropriate, you moron. It wasn't inartful. Whoever says inartful anyway, but he doesn't even say, I'm sorry. He, he doesn't, he doesn't even say, I apologize. He just says, I regret it. Of course you regret it. You're going to lose your job, which you aren't even qualified for. He's probably making 5 million a year and he's a buffoon. He's a moron, but, uh, he'll be gone by, you know, they'll take the weekend Tuesday morning. The, you know, I don't know who, but someone, uh, competent will replace him. The tough job for them was how are there, any, are there any other, uh, gay black guys out there? Cause you know, CNN, they got to check the boxes. So it's going to be tough, but we will see. All right, let's uh, move on. I'm going to do this quick because uh, it's not a big story, but we talked a lot about the frauds in the climate change movement yesterday. This didn't get a lot of coverage because um, so much else was going on. There is no bigger fraud. There's never been a bigger fraud than uh, John Kerry. We know that he's not even supposed to be in the administration. They created this position. (laughs) They're hiding all the, uh, Accounting. We don't know how much it costs for him to fly around the country, uh, around the world, and stay in five-star hotels for this phony, baloney climate czar job. Uh, but and speaking of over the hill, he's what is he? Seventy-eight. He's old and decrepit, and somehow he's trying to stay relevant. Check out what he's doing uh, this weekend. This is from uh, the Free Beacon. John, uh, John Kerry's fight against the climate crisis has taken the jet-setting Biden administration official to yet another luxurious location, a five-star island resort in the Bahamas. Kerry, who served as President Biden's climate czar since January 2021, is on the Caribbean island for three days this week to advance international cooperation among nations vulnerable to climate change, the State Department said Monday. He is at the Atlantis Paradise Island Resort. It boasts 14 swimming pools, 14 lagoons, dozens of luxury restaurants, a yacht marina, a private golf course, casino, three nightclubs, movie theater. He's there with other, you know, world leaders spending the weekend at Atlantis. That's where you go to Atlantis. Have you ever seen Atlantis, Ironhead? I have not. There's no place in the world with a bigger carbon footprint. (laughs) I mean, there's no better monument to opulence and and excess. I love it. I mean, although it's, it's the home of the $38 cheeseburger, it's for the really rich and famous. It is, unless you just feel like squandering your life savings. It's, uh, it's pricey. And he's there on the taxpayer's dime fighting the climate. How, How can anyone, I don't want to go through this again. How can anyone take him seriously? How can everyone think that he's actually on some noble mission? He's just trying to stay relevant and having a good time, feeling like a king, hanging out with kings and princes and other frauds. God, is he the worst? All right, quickly, let's do a let's do Shay, and then we'll uh, tell you what Tiger's up to, and we will uh, give you this shocking update on John Fetterman. 
Well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down Shea Concrete. They've got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great looking new entrance that will add value to your home. Is not an expense. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. Uh, the ultimate who could have seen this coming moment? John Fetterman checked into Walter Reed with severe depression. John Fetterman, as we told you, as we know, since May, hasn't been not well. He had a stroke. He didn't recover. He's never going to recover. What you see now is the best you're going to get. Uh, he can't speak. He can't read. He can't hear. He can't be a senator. He was elected in November by the voters of Pennsylvania. Whoa, I mean, what? This is the most, the worst indictment of our current democracy. People didn't care that the guy was not there, that the guy was a walking corpse, a vegetable. And now, and they lied to you, the media lied to you because they wanted to get him elected because they want to protect abortion. And he was an important seat and the people bought it or fell for it. I know Dr. Oz wasn't a great candidate, but he can read. He can hear. Uh, so Fetterman, for the second time in a week, has checked into the hospital, was lightheadedness a week ago. Now it's depression. Uh, the reason he's depressed, well, part of it, I guess, is because he's not going to recover. He knows it. We told you this before. When you're six months is the line. After that, you don't get much better. That's it. And he's not going to get better. He's not going to be able to, to hear, hear and read and understand so he's not fit to be senator one month into his term. So he'll have to step down. And if Giselle, his cruel, cruel wife, is the choice to replace him, that is a just an outrage. That cannot happen. She knew he wasn't well. She pushed him, forced him. I, I would rank the worst wives in America today. I'm going to go one, two, three, Ironhead. One- Dr. Jill. Correct. Forcing her elderly husband. And it affects everybody in the country. Number, that's true. That's the, that's the most damage. Number two, Giselle Fetterman. Number three, Meghan Markle. That was literally my list. <laughs> she, took, uh, she took Prince Harry, who's a pretty likable guy, and made me not like him at all. Just ruined him. Turned him against his own family. Lied, lied about the royal family. Said they were racist and they didn't like their baby because he was no one even knew she was black until like half an hour ago. And now she's saying, oh, they're all red. She's despicable. But I mean, Harry has time to recover. Fetterman, I mean, Biden, he doesn't. He's done. Fetterman, he's done. It's it's sad. I, I don't have any sympathy for that woman, what she's doing. Her kids, they have kids. Uh, he doesn't recognize them anymore, but they have kids. He belongs in a rehab hospital every day under intense therapy to see, get as well as he can get. 
Instead, they're shoving them around the Senate floor and forcing them to vote and just disgusting, disgusting what they've done to the man. He's not going to get better. Pretty soon, it'll be up to Josh Shapiro in Pennsylvania to name a replacement, and he had better not name that awful woman. All right, let's do Tiger before we wrap this up. Uh, what a great day for Tiger. I mean, honestly, I did not expect this. We talked about it yesterday. Uh, he's teeing off shortly, but this three minutes ago, won. he shot a 69 broke par two under he's in 27th place. He finished with three straight birdies. That's amazing. 47 years old. Hadn't walked 72 holes in a year uh, or not a year uh, since the uh, British uh, hasn't won. I mean, he's, he's not going to win, but he's out there competing and it's entertaining and it's, it's, it's impressive. And uh, he's actually driving it by some of the guys, which brought up an interesting moment. Rory McIlroy said he might have to adjust his driver because he thinks uh, it's embarrassing that the old man's out driving him. He outdrives JT, his buddy, Justin Thomas. And uh, we're looking at the picture, which it's hard to see exactly what he's doing but he hands Thomas a tampon and he tried to do it discreetly, but you can't do anything discreetly when you're Tiger Woods. He got caught. And uh, I think it's hilarious. Well, not hilarious. I think it's fine. It's, it's what guys do. It's just guys busting balls. I'm waiting for the fallout. The story kind of broke late yesterday. Someone caught this picture. Uh, and uh, I was expecting looking for the, uh, the fallout on uh on social media and expecting, I don't know, you know, whoever, Jamel Hill, I don't know who's going to chime in on this, Christine Brennan, it's the usual suspects. I'm sure people on ESPN will be so offended. Uh, by the way, The View yesterday, The View, who's uh, obsesses over racism and sexism, didn't mention Don Lemon. That's amazing. Didn't mention him. Uh, it seems like it'd be something they would spend days on. It would have been if it wasn't Don Lemon, if it was uh, Sean Hannity or uh, Greg Gutfeld, it would have been. But uh, Tiger is caught by a photographer handing the tampon to Thomas, and they laugh about it. And uh, everybody, I was wondering, how will they, will they go after, will they try to cancel him? I mean, I don't think he's cancelable at this point, but will he become a villain again? Uh, Paige Spurnak, that's the Instagram influencer, golfer, just stunning, stunning, beautiful woman. That's uh, Tom Brady's next girlfriend. She tweets, if anyone tries to cancel Tiger, we riot. It's funny. And uh, so she's a female, a golfer, pretty prominent uh, person out there. And she's, uh, she's ready to go, ready to go at it because someone's got to, do you think someone will make a big deal out of us today and say Definitely. how offensive it is? A thousand percent. Here's, here's the problem. I mean, he's calling him a woman, essentially, right? Yep. Women don't hit it as far. So I mean, he's just saying you hit it like a woman. Not saying you you suck or you're a bad person. Just that you don't hit it as far. But using a tampon is kind of crude. So I expect there'll be some uh, blowback on Tiger. And uh, he's been there before. I'm sure he'll handle it. I'm rooting for him. I can't believe I root hard for him these days. But one more good day today. He's teeing off shortly and he makes the cut and he's there for the weekend and he's there maybe somehow involved somehow in striking distance on Sunday. That will be awesome. So good luck to Tiger and uh, 
we will be watching, but we will leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for watching and commenting and thank you. Ironhead will be, we're going to, we're going to, we're hoping to do a uh, show Monday with a special guest. We're working on it. Hopefully we'll be back then president's day and uh, we'll see. We'll see any, any updates. Are we good for Monday? What do you think? Ironhead? I think it's going to be great. Great. Excellent. Great. Gonna podcast. Great. It's going to be the highlight of your president's day. But uh, that will do it for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you Monday morning. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.